We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. We're here. I wish I could give this feeling. I wish I could give this feeling. What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Corner Podcast. We are back from WrestleMania in Dallas. It was a crazy week. We are tired, but we are here to do a show for you. Once again, I'm Kel Dansby. And I am the exhausted Andreas Hale. And like I said, we're back from WrestleMania. We have a lot of stuff to talk about. Uh, John Jones in D.C. got shaken up a little bit in the UFC. We have boxing, Pacquiao versus Timothy Bradley, which most people forgot about. Or don't care about. And we have wrestling to talk, so let's jump right into that. We spent four days, five days in Dallas watching wrestling, covering wrestling, uh, enjoying WrestleMania, and going to a ton of stuff. Let the people know what we did. Let, let's go through like the timeline of events. Man, um, well, I'll give you my timeline. I got out there Friday morning and damn near missed my flight because I left my PlayStation 4 at security. <laughs> <laughs> it all started be, being at McCarran. I carried my bag and... I'm not used to carrying on stuff, so I grabbed my backpack and rolled out, got on the plane. plane was about to take off in five minutes. I said, oh, shit, forgot my PlayStation. They were like, you're going to miss a flight, sir. Fuck that. Hold this plane up. I ran, and I was like, my pregnant wife, my wife is on the plane. Don't leave. Don't do nothing. And uh, <laughs> So I ran. I came back, grabbed my, be- uh, my PlayStation. I had to run. Like, I was at the, the last gate in the you're seat. You're like OJ. Yeah. Like, I was like OJ in the Hurts commercial, but I didn't kill Nicole on the way there. <laughs> I jumped, ran back, just sweating. They, the plane waited up like three minutes for me, so I made my flight. Boom. Made it down there. Um, How much did you use this PlayStation? Well, my wife used it. Like, okay, She, she good, was chilling. Good. She was watching um, Netflix and watching her shows, and I really didn't get to do anything. I just needed it for her. Because I was going to be gone doing wrestling all weekend. Makes sense. So How considerate. 
Yeah, exactly. I mean, I thought I was going to get some downtime to play MLB The Show, but that just didn't happen this weekend. We had way too much to do. Um, but you guys, you guys went to ROH. Yes, yes, I did. Uh, I got there Friday as well. I got there at like 6 a.m. Had nothing to do because I couldn't check in until 3. So I went to the hotel, uh, dropped my bags off, went to the mall, copped like half-price wrestling T-shirts that they had, right. which were dope. Um, got my girlfriend a ton of wrestling stuff because she was amped as much as me, actually, for the weekend. And now she's like a huge wrestling mark. So that was cool. We were ready to go to ROH that night. Uh, unlike you, Oh. I wasn't lucky enough to attend NXT. So, yeah, we got the call um, with my wife. We're chilling at the hotel. I'm trying to recuperate because I slept for like 30 minutes the night before, trying to pack last minute. So I get a call from Marcus. It's like, what are you doing? Are we going to ROH? And I was like, well, yeah. I was just, you know, do we got some work to do? He's like, well, Heyman just left us two tickets to NXT TakeOver. You want to go? Yep. <laughs> and and kind of that was that. Um, I think it was at the grocery store. I went. I ran down the grocery store at that time, and I'm trying to text, and I'm not. I'm trying to read what it's saying because I'm trying to rush back because he's supposed to pick me up to go to the ROA show, and he was like, "Man, we got we got to go to the, the damn takeover show." Heyman left us tickets, so we ended Shout up at out takeover. to Al Heyman. Al Heyman. Paul oh, Heyman. Me, Paul Heyman. <laughs> not you know where I was today. <laughs> um, to Paul Heyman, I guess Marcus Vanderberg, friend of the show. Uh, is a Heyman guy now, which is great. Shout yeah. out to him doing good work at Yahoo with Paul Heyman. Um, so that was TakeOver. How'd you enjoy it? Man, listen, TakeOver was probably – it was a highlight of my weekend, that's for sure. Um, as much spectacle as WrestleMania was, TakeOver was just a phenomenal crowd, a phenomenal venue. Um, being ringside for it with like three, four rows behind Jim Ross, a couple rows behind Stephanie McMahon and Linda McMahon. So you might be able to see us on the hard camera on the hard camera side. And it was just mark out moment after mark out moment. We'll, we'll run down the entire card later on the show, but man, that was that show was amazing. Yeah, it was great to see the debuts. Uh, the ROH show was pretty cool. They had it was long. It was like five hours, five and a half hours. That was they like had the an theme intermission. This, that was like the theme this week. Everything was long, long. Uh, they were getting their money's worth. So right. uh, before the intermission, uh, once again, shout out to Moose who was on the show. Uh, making stuff work for us and uh, talking to him at ROH. He had the second match of the mm -hmm. night. Roddy Strong, right? Yep. Uh, good match. Uh, didn't go Moose's way. No. But it was still a good match by them. Everything after that kind of slowed down to a crawl. They had their intermission, came back with probably two hours worth of shows. It was four matches after mm -hmm. the intermission. All of those shows were great. Probably saw my match of the weekend, which is tough because there was a lot of good matches. Right. And I know uh, we'll talk about it, but Zayn Nakamura probably got five stars. Oh, man. I saw a better insane. match than that. Uh, ACH versus Adam Cole mm -hmm. at ROH was incredible. They put on a show. Moves, I, every move was hard hitting. Every single one. Some great apron moves that I just haven't seen before. Right. Both of them just a back and forth. ACH, to me, will get the call for NXT before Jay Lethal. Just because it, that guy is wildly athletic. He has the build kind of like Apollo, but he's a cruiserweight for all purposes. Right. Um, he's just more muscular than most. Right. And the guy can go. And uh, Adam Cole speaks for himself. The WWE has been after Adam Cole for quite some time. So it was a great, great card. The Bucks highlighted it at the end. It was this drunk guy who was passed out. Who's yelling random shit the whole show and uh, waiting for the young Bucks? He was like, "Give me the damn Bucks!" And then he was so drunk he passed out right before the Bucks match. Terrible. And he was just slumped, and his boy didn't even wake him up or nothing. He's like, "Yeah, he's gonna miss it." So that's Friday. I mean, before we even go into the rest of the weekend, like 
I have to say that this WrestleMania was so busy, and we talked about it not on the show, but it's like South by Southwest. Yeah. It's like you are exposed to so much wrestling in so many days. Like, my schedule was TakeOver, Access for NXT tapings. Uh, we did the Mercury Rising show. Then it was WrestleMania for seven hours. And then I went to Raw. Yeah, and in, in between that, it's just like you see people that you know, you run by, and it's like a secret, you know, wrestling's like a secret society. Yeah. Like, once you see somebody as a fan, you guys are like friends for life. There's not too many of us that are like true <laughs> fans that work in certain industries, so it's like, it was really dope. I forgot, I did that on Friday, too. I went to WrestleMania Access, picked up uh, my press credentials, then went to ROH. So, went back the next day, hung out with you at Access for yeah. a little while. Um, NXT tapings. Okay, I'm not going to spoil them, but it yeah. was interesting. Some of the stuff we saw was pretty interesting. Exactly. Um... What else do we have? So Saturday, going into it, you went to NXT tapings at WrestleMania Access. And you got to see Ricochet and Rule Ospreay. Yes, I went to the Evolve show, uh, Evolve 58. And Ospreay Ricochet was an amazing match. I heard, was that was a, I heard it was a match of the weekend. That's what I've heard. Oh, it was close. It was close. I've seen better Ricochet matches, mm -hmm. but I was there live. So right. it was just like, it blew my mind. The only thing that took away from it, in my opinion, compared to other Ricochet matches, is that they didn't have room outside of the ring. Mm -hmm. So there was no dives outside of the ring. There were there was none of that, which is you know something you want to see from Ricochet. He it's does it over the PWG, the, and there's no room. There's I mean, I think this was just like hard floor. Like they weren't messing with it. There's hard floor there too. Yeah, I guess yeah. I guess no one did. Run the risk. There was All not right. one. And then um, I want to see like the over the turnbuckle kind yeah. of dive he does. But outside of that, it was a great match. Osprey can go. Yeah, he's phenomenal. And he Ricochet let him get a lot of his moves off, a lot of offense. So that was definitely one of the best matches of the weekend. Um, Matt Riddle, former UFC fighter, yep. uh, he went against Zack Sabre Jr. on that card as well. And you can just see Matt Riddle has it. He, right. He's like, um, when you watch Kurt Angle come over, and you're just like, oh, man, this guy needs no time. It's cool that they kind of stashed him and evolve, and right, he's right. going to be a WWE superstar. And he's kind of finding his voice and his character. But he has the look. He looks like a jacked-up Uriah Faber. And he's just a natural. Suplexes, transitions on the ground. You can see that UFC training just taking hold. He had a bootleg fight kick shorts on as, like, his gimmick. <laughs> the Asics fight kicks. Yeah. Right? <laughs> fight kicks, right? well, I like to call it. Yeah, so um, outside of that, though, man, that, that card was really dope. Hung out with Kaz who's also been on the show right. um, from the stashed. Uh, Kaz was running around all weekend with Wale and everybody else and doing everything. Yeah. But it was me, cool. Me and him chilled at that show. Uh, he kind of sandbagged me a little bit, though. He hit me with the kayfabe. Got to put him on blast. So we're walking. Me and Kaz are walking after Evolve, going to WrestleMania Access to meet up with you because uh -huh. he wanted to see NXT tapings. And we're walking down the block. We're talking. And we're talking about Apollo Crews. Right. He was like, yo, he, I was like, yeah, man, they're doing ooh dirty. He was like, yeah. He was like, I don't know where they go. He was just off. You know, he wasn't on the main card at NXT. It was a dark match. I don't know who he feuds with, all this stuff. And I was like, yeah, man, that's crazy. And then come lo and behold, we'll talk about it in a second. But one of the call-ups, surprise Monday Night Raw, Apollo Crews. And I had to tweet him. I was like, yo, I know you knew this. You hit me with the kayfabe during our conversation. He hit you with the kayfabe because he told me. Yeah. He told me not to tell you about me. He told me later on that, yeah, that was going down. Yeah, yeah. So it was dope, though. It's cool to see uh, Apollo Crews get the call up. We'll see what they do with his character. But uh, he has the look they're looking for. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we also hit Mercury Rise. And I think by that time on Saturday night, like I said, I was tapped out. I was pooped. Burnt like out. Four hours of NXT tapings and walking around Access. Um, and the, the Mercury Rise show, while it was a good show, 
Uh, yeah, I was burnt out. That your Callahan match is completely. I had no interest in that match by, week, by the time we got to it. No, and uh, which is weird because I I liked the Callahan match from earlier in the day at Evolve right. 58. But Mercury Rising, yeah, I was burnt out on it. Um, caught a little bit of the main event before I left, and that was cool. That you know three three on three tag. I match. heard the main event was great. I yeah. dipped out. I needed some sleep because I ain't had no sleep. But I heard yeah. Abushi and, and Osprey and Wrestle and Skrull, yeah. they went. They went. Oh, Abushi uh, was probably another highlight of the weekend. He cut a couple good promos. It's interesting to see where he goes. Um, yeah. There was, you know, hints of him joining that Cruiserweight Challenge NXT over the summer. So we'll see how far that goes. But yeah, I watched a little bit of that um, after everyone else left because Moose was still there. And oh, he Moose had, was still hanging out? Yeah, Moose was hanging out, chilling. With a couple of the people um, from ROH that had come over. So I chilled there, spoke with Moose a little bit, and watched a little bit of that main event. So, But, yeah, I mean, we were burnt out. Yeah. Probably like, that was my fourth wrestling show between Friday and Saturday. It was just like it was, everything was long, which leads to WrestleMania, which was extraordinarily long. It was seven hours. We had to sit outside for a long time. Um, apparently there was some uh, technical issues that wouldn't let ticket holders get in um, for a while. But – Man, that was a lot of wrestling. That was like WrestleMania was a lot. A it's lot it's of the wrestling. wrestling version of South by Southwest, where you just look up and you're just like, "Yo, I am spent." Where you got to come home and adjust to real life again. Yeah, I it mean, was that much good wrestling. Lord, good. That, that was just an insanely amount of wrestling to, to soak in over a three day weekend. Then I ended up going to Raw, and I was just like, "Oh my god!" Oh, like, we'll talk how you feel about Raw. Yeah. I live tweeted Raw from the airport. Because I, I checked out my room. I was like, Yo, I don't want to go anywhere. I got barbecue. Right. I went straight to the airport. And I was like, I'm just sitting here for three hours, watch Raw on my laptop, and you know tweet with everybody. Because I did not feel like leaving. My legs just didn't work anymore. It, yeah, it was rough. Um, so, let, actually, let's get into it. Let's get into the wrestling portion of this week. All right. Well, let's start at NXT then. Because, um, obviously, we're not going to go in-depth with the indie shows. Because it's yeah, kind of like we, you got to be there to see those. Yeah, we but get, NXT was on the say? network. Um, kicked off with the tag team match. Yes, American so we, Alpha. American Alpha. Going over, winning the tag team titles against the Revival. I thought it was a great match. There were some people that pooped on this match. It was just like it wasn't that good. I just didn't understand that. I, thought I liked it. Tag team psychology was great between the two. Um, I know that there are some people that are tired of Chad Gable playing the damsel in distress and Jordan getting the hot tag in every match, and that leads to the finish. But that's I think what, Gable that's plays goes, the role though. well. And, yeah. and there were numerous situations where Gable would go to make the tag, the Revival would cut him off in creative ways. Um, it was great tag team wrestling. It was great. I mean, everything about this match was great. One thing I want to note is NXT TakeOver had no disruptions, no distractions, no run-ins. It was straight wrestling, and that made that show phenomenal. Yeah, definitely. Um, I like the revival for that reason. Is because they bring back those, not just the old-school look of tag teams, but the old-school techniques as well. Like, they'll keep you in your corner for half the match. Right. And you just can't get out. And they did that with Gable. And it's just like it builds that anticipation, that excitement. Because hot tags are used a lot nowadays, but it'll be like you build the hot tag for, what, a minute and a half? You right. get even the New Day. They do their New Day stomp, you know, whatever that's called, the uh, unicorn stomp or whatever in the corner. And that takes, like, a minute, and then the person will get the hot tag. Like, no, the Revival will build it for, like, ten minutes. You can't get out of their corner. And they're just picking you apart. So when the hot tag comes, it really built it up. And Jason Jordan, you know, capitalized off that. I, I thought it was a great back-and-forth match. Those two tag teams, they have it. And now we're seeing the, the true tag team revival in NXT. It's like they're just going through genres and Triple H is fixing everything one by one by one. He was yeah. like, yo, you know what? This year, 2015 was the women's. Okay, I'm done with that. I did my job. 2016 is tag teams. I'm done with that. 
Next year, 2017, is shaping up to be the cruiserweights. He's bringing back each title. He's bringing back each section of wrestling one by one by one and reviving it. He's doing a hell of a job. Yeah, no, I thought I, I didn't think the uh, American Alpha was going to go over. And the reason why I said that is because I get worried that the revival will turn to Murphy and Blake. Because, like, Blake and Murphy have essentially become jobbers now yes. in NXT. And it, which, the, by the way, being a jobber means you're going to get called up to the main roster. Well, which we'll talk about to the next guy. But, um, yeah, once again, American Alpha, they're the hottest tag team, aside from Enzo and Big Cass, who were no longer in NXT anymore. But, uh, man, it was just a great match. And, and it let us – and the energy in the, in, the, in the arena was crazy for that match. And then it led us in the next match, which was Baron Corbin and the debut of Austin Aries. And I'm watching this match, and the crowd is dying, right? Because Corbin and Aries are two completely different styles. Definitely. That didn't necessarily mesh well together. It wasn't a bad match. It was just a, a, a strange match for Austin Aries' debut. It was a disappointing match for me because Austin Aries really didn't showcase anything that makes him Austin Aries. Right, exactly. It's uh, usually, I, I don't know, are there any more Tyler Breeze? type people in NXT? Like, is there that veteran who's going to get people over? They're all gone. Like, who who's left? Everyone is fighting for top of the card. Well, There's yeah. no more jobbers. I mean, you have uh, Ty Dillinger. That's it. You got Ty Dillinger. You got, um, I forget the cast name, the black dude. I just don't understand why he's still there. Uh, the JTG of NXT. There's I, another black dude in yeah, NXT? Yeah, he was at the tapings getting ran over, and I can't. I, somebody's going to tweet me and remember Yo, his name. <laughs> I cannot for the life of me remember um, his name because he's dash ins insignificant. I know Bull Dempsey left. Like, there's there's not too many jobbers left. So it's kind of like, it was like, okay, here, go with Baron Corbin. They tried the same thing they did with Nakamura where Sami Zayn had gotten pulled up. And it's like, okay, let this guy going up kind of usher you in. And it just didn't work. Stylistically, it didn't work. He won with a roll-up. Like, no one wants to see that in your debut. They want to learn what your finisher is. Well, they want to learn what you do. I kind of figured they wanted to keep Corbin strong for what was to come. So a roll-up finish and not getting dominated by a debut in Austin Aries wouldn't bode well for him going to the main roster and then winning the Andre the Giant Memorial also. So I get it from a booking sense. In hindsight, I understand. But at the time, it was, like it was a crowd killer. Yeah. You know, it, I mean, and the crowd was hot. Don't get me wrong. But at that point, we were just like, okay, when's the next, next match? <laughs> uh, the match after that was Nakamura Zane. So we waited a long time for this, right? Yeah. So I mean, first of all, granted, we only got one promo leading up to it, and everyone was still super hyped. But, but first of all, for us in Vegas, we were robbed of a Nakamura appearance at ROH because ROH's anniversary was supposed to be Nakamura's debut in Vegas. However, he signed to the WWE, and they took him off the card. So yep. I was extremely hyped to see him. The ring entrance, phenomenal. Like I wish I could have saw it live. Oh I mean, God. I saw it live at the tapings, but oh my God, different. Like, the way the, the way this crowd popped for Nakamura, oh my god! Just how, and how he came out. I mean, dude was a boss. All right, the guy comes <laughs> out and just like he owns the moment. And then Zayn was extraordinarily over because he's Sami Zayn. And then these two proceeded to put on an unbelievable match of highs and lows. We even the the pinfalls were so close. Like at one point you were like, all right, Nakamura's got to go over, right? But damn, this is a good match. Mm -hmm. Best match on the card. The best match I saw this weekend. I need to go back and watch Ricochet and Osprey and ACH and uh, Adam Cole, but that match was by far probably one of the best matches I've ever seen in person. Yeah, I mean, it, it was, like you said, the near falls are what did it. It built the drama, and they told a story. And that's what Nakamura does. That's why he doesn't have to talk. I mean, I wish Roman Reigns could just sit down with a pen and paper. They should have bought him a seat. He sucks. That's who they needed to get a ticket. Like, yo, yeah. Stephanie, come up off of that seat. You and your mom can watch on the network. Ugh. 
let Roman Reigns sit here and take some notes on why you don't have to talk, why you don't have to speak, how you can be charismatic without saying a word, and how your moveset and how you tell a story in the ring can carry you. And we'll talk about Roman Reigns' match oh my and God. the storyline behind that. Worst match of the weekend. I'm going to tell you that right now. It was the worst match I've I seen. Saw, yeah, I mean, it's close. It's bad. That was that was bad. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, Sami Zayn, Nakamura. I'm probably watch TakeOver again tonight after I see NXT. So yeah, I haven't wa- went back and watched it yet. I've been too busy to go back and watch it. But I need to see it because, like, embedded in my memory is so much. The Boomayas, the, well, the new name for it. It has a new name now. It's no longer the Boomayas for yeah. whatever reason. I don't even know what it's called. I'm, I'm calling it the Boomayas. <laughs> but... Your mama named it the Boomaye. I'm gonna call it Boomaye. There were there were the chance. I mean, when the new fan thing now apparently, and this I guess it started at the NXT. Somebody will tell me it started somewhere else. But the chance of fight forever were amazing because about about three quarters of the way through the match, there was another near fall, and those two were exchanging punches and knocking Moore's nose bled a little bit. Yeah, and the, you could hear the small chant of "Fight Forever" break out, and that's like the new thing. If a match is that great, it's just fight forever. And and. <laughs> Even I know Jim Ross said this was one of the best matches he's seen. Like this was hands down, like this this encapsulated the weekend. It was the by far the best match. Nakamura sold that like little trickle of blood. Like he like takes it, like licks it, and so then hits good, the neck man. punch. So good. It was he's crazy. So good. But it, and to his credit, Sami Zayn was remarkable. Knowing he was going into the ladder match the next night, he didn't hold anything back. No, it gave it his all. Like um, he had to show out. After that, what many people consider the best match of the night, which is you know, it could be arguably Bailey versus Asuka. Good match. They don't Bailey and Sasha have a different kind of chemistry than Bailey and Asuka, which I expect. I'm not sure if anyone has that chemistry yet with Asuka. She's so different. She and that's the problem. She is very different. And it's it's kind of it's a different kind of adjustment. Like when you're when you're tangoing as Sasha and Bailey, you guys got your steps together, everything's in sync. Asuka's a little bit different. She's a little rougher. She's she's a little more jagged around the edges in a good way mm-hmm. where she's very stiff. And it was a really good match. And another one with great storytelling. Um, Asuka, Asuka beat her with the, the chicken wing. Uh, and Asuka Lock. I heard uh, Izzy had to be carried out of the arena by her father. Poor little Izzy. And the cameras were all up out. in her face. Uh, Bill Hanstock, who happened to be sitting behind her, uh, posted on Twitter. He was like, they're carrying Izzy out of the arena. She's hysterical. Um, because the, the finish was so strange. For those of us in the arena, first of all, the referee... If you go back and watch it, his hand fakes to, to call for the bell were like they were nauseating at a certain point. Because he would, he would look down, he'd get up, like, go back and watch it. He'd look at the timekeeper, he'd do his fingers, and he'd look down and be like, no, 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 no. And he did this for like five minutes. And without having commentary, you're trying to figure out what's going on. And then when she passed out, we didn't know what was going on. We just heard the bell. So we had no idea what was going on. But I thought it was great. Um, I kind of thought it would lead to Bailey being moved up, but then I thought about it because who's Oscar going to feud with? Nia Jax? There's nobody else really in NXT that is a great woman wrestler that can compete with Oscar, and I don't feel like their story is over yet. Yeah, no, I think they definitely bring it back. Um, Oscar needs, like you said, that adversary, and she's not the type of person you fight once and then you're just like, okay, it's going to be great. Right. Like you need that in-ring time with her because like she's just so so unique in her. St- style her offense is unique everything is different the guys have the advantage of a lot of those guys are indie guys you know they've gone to japan for one-offs they could have been in new japan for a second new japan guys come to roh for a one-off so i mean we've seen you know kevin owens face nakamura before when he was kevin steen you know these guys have backgrounds with each other the ladies as good as they are in nxt and the ones that have moved up to the main roster 
are created in NXT for the most part. They have tiny they're from tiny promotions around the US, but they're not like world travelers like the men are. No. So you don't get that experience finding someone with a stiff style or the Japanese style experience. So it's harder to adjust. And that's what we saw. Like the adjustments going to take a while. But that's what's so great about NXT. They're bringing everyone together. Yeah, that being said, I mean, these two still put on a great match. Definitely. Um, just I, I like it, that they kept her strong, uh, you know, Holly Holm style. Yeah, yeah. No tapping. Women don't tap. Also, the pacing of the card itself, there weren't that many matches on the card, but there was no burnout. Because we had, like, a nice video package before Bailey and Asuka as we were coming down from the Nakamura Zane high. And we went into this match and it started off slow and picked up, but everything was, like, perfect. And it kind of teaches you because that was a two-hour show. And WrestleMania was seven hours, if you count the pre-show and everything else. You don't need a seven-hour show to keep really the crowd don't. engaged, really right? Don't. So which leads us to the main event with Samoa Joe and Finn Balor. The potential to be the best match of the weekend. Yep. And by no fault of the two wrestlers, it wasn't. No. It was, I think, a mad scramble of something they've never seen before. When you take two indie guys, and we, I knew this was going to be a brawl. The first one is more technical. You get your moves off. I get my moves off. Let's tease the crowd. You know, muscle buster here, blah, blah, blah. Right. This one was, we're going to brawl. It is a rematch. It's going to be a street fight kind of atmosphere. You saw that when Finn and Joe were going at it. At the end, you knew it was going to be different. NXT built it to be different, and then they let them go, and they were like, whoa, it went too far. Well, yeah. And then. Yeah, yeah. Joe doesn't mind bleeding. Like, this is indie wrestling. You want an indie-type promotion. You know, the days of Mick Foley cutting off his ear and keep going on, these are what they come from. Joe is wrestling our matches back in the day on our way. If these guys bleed, they go on, they'll handle whatever happens after the bell rings. They're going to get their stuff off. And they wouldn't let him, and they kept trying to towel down Joe after he got cut on an inadvertent headbutt. Yeah, right at the beginning of the match. Beginning of the match, and he's leaking, and it adds so much to the match. And Joe's feeding into it, and he's, like, wiping it on himself and just keeps going, and he doesn't care, and Finn doesn't care. But, sadly, the ref and a million doctors who paraded out kept toweling down Joe, and it really just slowed down the match. Yeah, it was a PG match, and they had to get rid of the blood. Um, I guess it's G-rated, because even PG has blood. Um, and from the moment that Joe started bleeding, I remember turning to Marcus and was like, oh, shit, here we go. And I meant here we go in a good way because I thought that, like, now the match, it was already, like, people were peaking at that point. And I thought, like, they still put on a great match, but you're absolutely right. The stops and starts, you can see Joe was frustrated. You can see Finn in the corner frustrated. I'm, I don't know if the people can see it on camera. But it sucked. It sucked the momentum out of what they had. And they did a great job of picking it back up. Um, Finn going over surprised me. So didn't expect that to happen. Surprised me as well. Because, um, one, I kind of expected him to go to the main roster. And, two, I felt like it was Joe's time. Because Joe is f fucking good. <laughs> you know, like, I make no secret about it. He is my favorite wrestler. And to watch him have this kind of match and not win, and judging by the NXT tapings, this is not over. But, no, um, definitely. Um, and Joe, you know, JR spoke about it afterwards mm -hmm. during his podcast thing. He said if he had to put two people in the main event next year and he'd pay whatever for the ticket, he doesn't care. He wants Joe versus Brock Lesnar. That would that'd be insane. And he says, you know, it's just two monsters. And he said Joe just left with that much respect. Like, he He's doesn't care. He's that good. And, and I mean, no, no respect to Finn because Finn was Finn. And Finn is just a great wrestler all the way around. Yeah, Finn, uh, Finn does what Finn does. You know, limited moveset. And 
he's the perfect package for a superstar wrestler. Yeah, no, he. I mean, he's great. I mean, he's wrestled so many different styles over the course of his career. But watching Joe's smash mouth and a little bit of athleticism and just his the way he carries himself, his charisma, it, it's like – how long can you not put this, keep this guy away from the main roster? And it makes me curious because watching some of the guys get called up, which we'll discuss later, like Cruz and Corbin, they need more work in NXT. Like, it's evident when you look at Cruz and Corbin. As much as I like Cruz, he needs work. Yeah. He wasn't, he's not necessarily ready for the call-up. He's going to get lost in the shuffle. Corbin, he needs work. He doesn't exude charisma. He doesn't have the wrestling moveset and the smoothness that Joe does. Joe is the most polished guy on the roster, and you're not going to use Joe, I hope, not to just put guys over. He's just he's too good for that. He deserves the title. He should eventually make his debut on the main roster. But you know, this this is what they wanted to do. I guess Well, I think they're setting up like two that they have so much talent. They're loaded. It, to the point of I think we're going to see WrestleMania isn't the highlight of the year anymore. We're having two completely different like Super Bowls for them. It's going to be the WrestleMania push, Raw after WrestleMania, call people up. SummerSlam push, Raw after SummerSlam, call people up. And I think they're going to separate those two things. And we see it with the huge NXT taping in Brooklyn. We see that they're returning to Brooklyn and putting everything behind it. And I think they need to leave some talent down there to really build that up. And it's really only, what, four months, five yeah. months? I mean, it's just, it's just kind of, again, it's a little weird because I'm looking at the top of the card. Balor, Nakamura, Joe are your biggest guys right now. Definitely. And if you put them in the three-way, I'm fine. All right, great. That's all I need <laughs> for the rest of my life. But I don't figure that they'll do that. I figure we're going to get another Finn-Joe match somewhere, and maybe Joe goes over then, and maybe we get Joe Nakamura in Brooklyn, and I'd be ultra-hyped for that. Because the, bullet, the Bulletproof Battle Club, whatever they're going to call it, they're coming sooner than later. Definitely. I mean, I, I think we see the trilogy Joe versus Finn June 8th at the next TakeOver. Um, I, I think Finn needs that NXT belt, kind of like Owens did, so he could debut and people be like, oh, he's a champion. Oh, that's why he has a stable. Like, oh, you're just going to give a random guy a stable? No, the NXT champion has his two guys who are going to protect them. They're going to attack people. He has that protecting him. Then he can drop it on June 8th to Joe, and it sets up one hell of a July card because they want the talks were for Nakamura versus um, Chris Jericho in Japan this year for that card. But if Nakamura is in the title picture, how do you not have him versus Samoa Joe? This is that that's brutality. That's that's brilliant brutality written all over. Oh, that that's um, selling out wherever you want to go in Japan. Yeah. Uh, all in all, I mean, from my personal experience, that was one of the best things I've ever been to, just in terms of energy. I've this is my sixth WrestleMania, and I've done numerous other cards, PWG shows, but for my money, it's one of the best shows I've ever been to. Just from the wrestling and the product in the ring and then the crowd outside of the ring was just phenomenal. Um, then what leads us into our, our next thing, which is WrestleMania. WrestleMania. Um, it was a long day. We showed up. Shout out to Papa Do's that I had <laughs> a little bit. I finally tried it. Uh, I'm allergic to seafood, so I was kind of limited on the menu. But it was good. Not mad at it. Uh, thanks for everyone on my Twitter for suggesting stuff. Uh, yeah, so we started off at Papa Do's. That's how we started our day. And then went right down the block to AT&T Stadium, 100,000 people. And it felt small, though. Like, it, it's to weird. Me, dude. To me, I, it felt like it didn't feel that large. But granted, I wasn't high up. So, yeah. I mean, thankfully, I got 100 club seating and then learned Andreas upgraded his seats. <laughs> and he was like four rows back. 
I was a little further back, four rows. But yeah, I mean, coming like, down to the floor and just being like eight rows back, you were right there. I mean, I'm looking up, and the official announcement, the official official number, not the WWE's number, one hundred thousand, was like ninety-seven thousand, which is unfucking believable for a wrestling card. And when I'm on the floor and I was looking up, and I kind of looked around for a minute. And I was with my boy Ramon from, you know, we've been friends since high school. We've been talking about going to WrestleMania for years. First time me and him together have gone to WrestleMania. And I'm looking at him like, yo, this is special. Like, fuck the wrestling for a minute. Just the, <laughs> the atmosphere. Like, AT&T Stadium, for those who don't know, it's, it's huge for a football stadium. However, for a wrestling event, it makes the, the ring is entirely too small. Tiny. But the screens made up for it because they were, they were great. Not to mention that for those that were sitting on the lower, they had to tighten the screens underneath. Like the, the ring, yeah, like yeah, like yeah. you could look up if you're in the ring, you can still see the screens. Production was great. I kind of like the highlights with like the, the Brock Lesnar, the number count on the suplexes, yep. the multiple angles when certain moves would go off. Great production of the show. I I, I liked going back and watching it because I went back and watched it. You watched on, all six hours Monday. of that? Oh no, I didn't do the pre-show. Just pre-show, just like and then four yeah, and, a half and hours. I skipped one of the matches. I forgot which one. Yeah, well, but, but I watched sure. yeah the majority of it that next morning. So, I mean, from that aspect, it was good. From a booking aspect, I was so confused at the decision-making that was made at WrestleMania. Vince gave us all the middle finger. He was just like, ah, let me listen to all these prediction podcasts and let me read all these articles. Oh, this is what you think is going to happen? Take this. Take this. And every single match went differently than we thought. In yeah, one way or another, every match was contradictory. Like at the, but in, the funny thing about it is at the end of the day, it was very inconsequential to the product today. Like, when you go to Raw, like, nothing that happened at that show mattered. Nope, Shane. And I think Vince wanted to sell out, and he wanted to put on a spectacle. And he was like, how do I race everything the next day? And either Shane wins, in which he gets control of Raw, and he races everything. Or, like it happened, Shane lost. Vince still gave him control of Raw, and was like, yo, just wipe the slate clean. And then he just blames it on Shane. And it, but it was weird. We'll talk about Raw. We'll talk about Raw because that was a mess in itself. <laughs> well, we'll go back to Mania. So we started off with the, the seven-man ladder match with Zack Ryder winning. Okay, that's not what started off. Kalisto retains the title. Uh, that's a pre-show, and I just didn't care. I was in there. Kalisto retained the title over Goldberg. Um, <laughs> and that was a weird match. I expected Goldberg to win. But Kalisto won. He got a mini pop. There was like maybe 10,000 people yeah, in Yeah, nobody was in there because everybody was still stuck outside through that ticket issue. Yeah. I just sat I was down. In there. I creeped in. I hopped a little fence, right? So <laughs> the lines were crazy long, and they were solving the ticket issue, and no one's kind of paying attention. And I went up to my, like, Seagate, and I was like, oh, and they're like, well, the line's all the way back there. And there was, like, a tiny mini fence. And I looked at my girlfriend. I was like, yo, let's hop the fence. Two other people did it. I was like, yeah, we're over. So I hopped the fence, helped her over the fence, and we cut the line. We're in in, like, two seconds. It took me five minutes to get in. Yeah, we finally got in. We walked in just as the entrances were happening. And, and first of all, Kalisa looks like a, a, the tiniest person in the world. That he close. did. Oh my God. And then he had like a falcon mask. That was pretty cool, though. Yeah, but the match itself, it was what it was. Big man, classic big man versus little man. Little man wins. Dave versus Goliath. I thought maybe they wouldn't waste Ryback, but Ryback does suck at the end of the day. Nah, he does. <laughs> he I mean, does. he doesn't deserve the push. I thought he was going to get the push. He doesn't deserve the push. So now Kalisa wins. Big deal. Doesn't appear on Raw. We'll talk about that later. Yeah, but he's going to get fed to Corbin. So yeah, well, whatever. So, moving on, we had, what, the Divas match? Total Divas versus... Uh, yeah, in which uh, Brie probably wrestled her best match ever. And she only had four moves. It. I mean, like, Lana comes out, does, like, two moves. Um, even Marie, who got a ton of... Like, she learned three moves. Well, she's she always had a, had a suplex. suplex. Okay. Brian Kendrick taught her the hell out of a suplex. She, she had something else. 
that got like a mini pop and she like turned around I was like ha hey, like I can wrestle I was like you know three moves but yeah but she has a different kind of heat that Roman Reigns has she has the heat that I actually like oh she has great heat because she's, she's she looks great in person terrible wrestler and it's at this point you just kind of play with it you're just like all right cool you know the crowd's gonna boo the they hell they let her be her yeah. she's not likable as a person People don't like her on the Total Diva show, and she can't wrestle. And she lives it up, and she knows she can't wrestle, and she just plays into it. Yeah, like, they're going to book me anyway. Ha-ha. So Brie gets the win. Um, Nikki comes out to celebrate. Was Nikki in her wrestling gear when she, she came w- out? Was she? I think she was. And it was just really weird for her to be in a wrestling gear and a neck brace. Yeah, but, I don't know. But whatever. That was weird. Then we moved on to the Dudleys and the Usos, which I found it strange. I felt like the Dudleys were playing babyface to the crowd. Well, the crowd was... Uh, the crowd isn't behind the Usos. I don't know if it's, you know, a product of they look like Roman Reigns. And they're just like, <laughs> yo, we're tired of this shit. Um, but the Usos came out. They they weren't booed, but, you know, they were, the crowd was lukewarm on them. I mean, but the crowd still loved the Dudleys. They're the Dudleys. But it's like they did it's the one nostalgia. Up. A lot of people remember them from the 2000s. Exactly. It's hard. And, and I noticed that with the crowd there. It's like they were huge pops for the people who were retreads. Yeah. There was a, you know, the crowd was probably chanting louder for... Y2J than they were AJ Styles. They know Man. Y2J. He's been around yeah, longer. Sure. It was that type of crowd. The lady next to me was like, oh, go Jericho. Like she remembered, she brought her daughter. The right. lady was probably like 45. Her daughter was like 20. And her daughter came to see New Day. But the lady oh, like knew all the older wrestlers and she was cheering for them. Right. So it was that type of crowd. And Vince played to it, to it. Like, you know, the nostalgia was high on that card. Yeah, I mean, just it was weird to see the Dudleys do the what's up do the, the headbutt and the crotch and then go call for the tables and then have the Usos put them through tables like they should have known they were going to get heat when that happened. Yep. The crowd didn't like that. The match itself was short um, I guess because of the, the ticketing issue they, they got started late. So then we moved on to actual WrestleMania. Correct. So now we have the seven man ladder match which I enjoyed thoroughly. I, I thought too. it was a great match. Um, you know leading up to it we were like oh do they need seven? They did And, didn't, and but, still at spots yeah. When Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn were in the ring by themselves together with the ladder, you're like, this is why we didn't need everyone else. There, there was, what, three spots between them where you're like, oh, my God, did he just kill him? Yeah. I mean, and we saw, like, they set up the ladder in all different angles and power bombs on top and throw each other. So they could have carried that match. But having seven people, it still worked. Uh, Sin Cara almost killed himself. Well, Sin Cara's uh, fall off the ladder to a, a diamond springboard planche out to the outside of the ring was amazing. Um, I just kind of, I kept going, he's going to botch something. I, and then I, he did it. I was like, I guess he's not worthless after all. Yeah, so no, he, he's a tag team wrestler. Yeah, but, you know, he's botch mania, too. This guy botches a lot of moves. And that's that was, you had to be incredibly pre- precise to land that springboard off that rope coming off that ladder. But that, it drew a great pop out of the crowd. They did enough to keep the crowd engaged. Definitely. And, and those those single moments when you had Zayn versus Owens battling out, you could tell the energy was swelling in the crowd. And then it was just that weird finish because you like at one point you saw Owens down after the frog splash on the on the ladder. You knew Zayn was out of it. You didn't know where Ziggler was. I can't remember what happened to Ziggler at that. I point. don't know. He like hurt his knee at one point and like nursed that to the end. But of he match. always nurses his knee. Go yeah. back all of his matches. He nurses his knee. Um, but Zayn, you know, um, Miz is climbing the ladder, and I'm like, this guy's gonna fucking win. And then Zack Ryder comes out of nowhere, just shoves him out of the way and wins the belt. Yeah, which is weird. Oh, that's after uh, everyone thought Kevin Owens died. Yes. By uh, Sami Zayn. Yes. What? I don't even know what move that was. Well, that shit I, was beautiful. Yeah, well, I, I can't even remember. It was a crazy, like, suplex. It looked like the perfect plex. It was Minus the pin. And he just put him right through the ladder. That was insane. It, I mean, too. And we thought Sami Zayn was going to win it. After he did that and he starts climbing. Yeah. And he's climbing super slow. So I'm like, oh, damn. 
But I thought like the crowd was just swelling and the ole ole, everyone was going crazy. And then the Miz comes and ruins it for him. And they were like, "We're getting the Miz as champion." Unbelievable. And then Ryder comes and that was a huge pop. And I understand they gave him a great WrestleMania moment. The guy's been around a long time. He built this himself. Like. Any momentum he still has, any reason he still has a contract, is because of himself. Yep, Long Island IZ did yeah, it on the internet. It did it on YouTube and everything, so it was great. And it's crazy how many people actually, you know, wanted him to win. Well, yeah, because nobody thought he'd win. That, and, but that's kind of when I looked at my boy and was like, yo, we're going to have some weird booking tonight. Yep. Because Ryder winning, I was like, it's inconsequential. He's not going to keep that strap for like a week. I was like, he's dropping it tomorrow. But I thought he'd drop it to someone who mattered. Right, spoiler alert, he's on the XT tables without the belt. Yeah. In, back in the tag team with Mojo Rawley. And I'm like, yo, he was just in the NXT show. Like, he didn't have the title, so he's going to lose it soon. But him winning, big pop. I enjoyed it. It was a feel-good moment, even though it didn't mean anything. It was like this show was like the ultimate reset button yeah. for everything. Um, and then what do we have? Coming off of that, we had Styles Jericho? Yes, we did. Which was a great match. The match was good. Their best. Probably yes. of the three. Um, I'm tired as hell of people kicking out, especially Jericho himself kicking out of Styles Clash. Which he didn't on Monday night, but finally. But Yes, yeah. but uh bothers me. Yeah, it does. It pisses uh, me off, too. So, 50-50 booking again, whatever. Jericho won. I didn't think he needed it, but it, it's a good way to take the pressure off of Styles. It was weird, though, because they, you built up so much momentum for, the, for AJ Styles as a new guy. And again, in hindsight, I guess it makes sense because now Styles is the number one contender, which we will talk about later. Um, but him losing, hit, Jericho kicking out of the Styles Clash and it leading into a cold breaker at the end because Styles kicked out of the cold breaker on Raw. Yeah. This was true 50-50 booking, but what I guess it was basically saying, Jericho, thank you for putting over Fandango. We're going to let you get one against AJ Styles, right, before you move on. Which is cool. I mean, they threw Jericho a bone. All right. Whatever. Uh, once again, they hit the reset button, like you said. So if that's what their goal was to do, then they did it successfully. They buried that rivalry. Thank God. Um, and now we could all move on, and Styles has a new rivalry, which we'll talk about. Uh, after that, what was the next match? Man, look, this is what happened, all right? In the arena, for those who aren't watching at home, yes. <laughs> while we're watching the AJ Styles match, we were watching this massive box of bootios getting wheeled out on the stage. Correct. So there was a lot of people's attention being taken away from the Styles-Jericho match because this box of bootios was humongous, and you just are watching it slowly making its way towards the ramp. So the next match was League of Nations versus New Day. And I'm, like, side stage, right? So I can see... There's a part in the star on stage that's open for the wrestlers to come out of. I'm right there. So I'm right. to the left of the stage perfectly, like, looking right at it. So the box of bootios is on my side of the stage. So it was weird. Um, now, like, when I went home and watched it, I appreciate how it looked on television. It was weird for me watching it because I see them wheel it out. I see two guys in the box of bootios. I see them tip it over. <laughs> All the stupid Cheerio things come out. Right. All the bootios spill out onto the thing. I see New Day run out of the tunnel, like out of the little part. They creep behind the box, creep into the box, and then pop out of it. And people are like, oh, the New Day came out of the bootios box. I was like, no, nah, they just came and walked right in. Okay. I was like, did no one see them walk over? The and no one saw. Camera. Yeah, no yeah. one saw them walk over. Great. So I was like, oh, I guess I'm the only person that saw that. It was a great yeah. entrance. I mean, you know, the Dragon Ball Z nod. Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> Xavier Woods hair. I mean, it was so many great nods. It's, it's the New Day. And can I say this? As much as we talk about who's – New Day was the most over 
this weekend. Probably out of, there was more New out Day t-shirts anyone. than I saw than any other t-shirt this weekend. We both had New Day t-shirts. Everybody had a New Day t-shirt. Me and Marcus wore our New Day t-shirt the same day. I had to go change my, my shirt. My girl wore her New Day t-shirt to Yo, they were over. With that being said, this match was trash. Uh, it wasn't good. And the New Day's losing is like, ah, oh, all right, whatever. We, we had seen it too much in different variations. It didn't add anything. Uh, Barrett didn't wrestle. He just hit the bull hammer on Xavier, and we got the yeah, broke kick. Yeah, so it wasn't a handicap match at all. No. Because they kind of was like, oh, Barrett, you're a valet. So that was weird, but it was all for a reason. Because after the New Day loses and they're outside of the ring, we get the horrible promo from the League of Nations and Sheamus that no one cares about. But then we get a huge pop by seeing the veterans come out. HBK, HBK looks like he's 20. Yo, he looks amazing. Like, he can go tomorrow. Right? I don't know what was stopping him. I was like, yo, he came out in full ring gear, took his shirt off. He's ripped. Yep. I was like, oh, man, he looked better now than he did against Bret Hart back in the day. Yeah, oh, he, yes, yes. He I don't looks, know. Maybe he he's amazing. on DDP yoga. I, I don't know. <laughs> like, he is in shape again. Um, and then Mick Foley came out dragging the foot, which is perfect. Yep. Old school Cactus Jack style. And then Stone Cold comes out. So he keeps pop. Probably the loudest pop of the night. Probably. Yeah, it was close. It was insane where, in, where we were at. Like the, It was deafening when he came out. And they have a million beers on deck when Stone Cold comes out. Listen, listen. <laughs> Stone Cold Steve Austin has hands like Calvin Johnson. Because this dude does not drop the beers. Like, no matter what age he's, he's at. He's calling for like four of them at once. And it's like he doesn't even completely focus on the beer that's coming at him until it's nearby. And he just kind of snatches it out of the air. <laughs> like he's got phenomenal hands. But that whole segment, the old guys put burying the League of Nations. But it's just kind of weird that the New Day had to take the pinfall in order for that to happen. Um, but it was it was fun and all you know Xavier Woods taking the, the Stone Cold Stunner at the end when he tried to get him to dance seeing Shawn Michaels twerk with Kofi a little bit that was funny that was funny uh, Rusev sold one hell of a Stone Cold Stunner yeah sold he it did. like The Rock yeah and nobody sells like The Rock like nobody on <laughs> guys Rusev damn end up outside but he did Rusev has just been a great comedy act for the in, Rusev is great man like his wrestling hasn't fallen off they're just not giving him the time no, if, if they not. put him back with Lana Rusev can be the same Rusev he was last year right like, like, that quick he. Pop right back into the heel scene. They just kind of separated those two and didn't say nothing about it. Even I though they're engaged to be married, they haven't said nothing about it. I don't understand it. And um, you need to give him back to the U.S. title. That's just yeah. how I feel. Go get beat up Kalisto, get the U.S. title Exactly. Back. Well, And you can play off of their engagement and their wedding, do the you know a faux wedding, and have someone run in. Why Anything. not, right? Like it just, just play it up. And it'd be a great way to get Rusev back in the mix. The League of Nations is done, and we saw that with them kind of kicking Barrett out. Yeah, well, uh, which we'll talk about. Well, yeah. So the next match we had, I had high expectations, and completely underwhelmed me. Brock Lesnar and Dean Ambrose. Um, it's thirteen minutes long, I think someone told me. About thirteen minutes long. We didn't get even remotely close. I, from what Suplex I've heard, per minute. From what I've heard from so- sources that are pretty close to to some of these wrestlers, Dean Ambrose pitched a lot of things for to happen in this match, and they nixed every last one of them. So we ended up with this 13-minute match that was completely underwhelming. Did nothing to help Dean Ambrose as a character. So you know Dean Ambrose damn near wanted to kill himself. Yes, he did. I was just like, <laughs> like we all know that, right? Yeah, like, he, he wanted to kill himself. They wouldn't let him kill himself. Because um, Dean goes, Ambrose has done crazier shit in the past. Right. Lesnar goes over with the F5 on some chairs. We didn't even get a resilient kick out of Dean Ambrose. We just watched him lose to Brock Lesnar. Yeah. He lost in every aspect of this feud. And then he didn't – I thought he would at least get the brutal beatdown – and we keep standing, like maybe a Stone Cold Bret Hart thing where you kind of turn him in the process, but he doesn't need to turn him, but he gets pushed to the moon in the process. But he just lost. And I just was, I was, like, people next to me were like, this sucks. Because it's street fight, 
But I guess the Hell in the Cell kind of negates everything that they were going to do. Yeah, I mean, you can't upstage. <laughs> they, no, you they can't were like, yo, so you want to do that? No, no, you're right before this. So um, it's not going down. Yeah. So it was just a placement of the match. Uh, it couldn't really help that, which is why I liked your idea. I think it was last week. Just open it up with that. Right. Just have them open the show. Go street fight. Just crush it. And then you can bring in the ladder match because it's a spot fest anyway. People are going to pop for a spot fest. Right. And it wouldn't have killed the next match. But instead, they did not. And uh, we saw the result of that. 13 yeah, minutes. And nobody knows where they go from here. Neither appeared on Raw. Um, don't know why Lesnar didn't appear on Raw. He was advertised to appear on Raw, and he didn't show up. Yeah, I, um, I read a report. They sent him home because yeah. they couldn't. Like, they didn't have a storyline for him. So they're like, why waste a booking? Because they only have limited dates. Still got a lot of dates left. What, what, what the hell is everyone doing? I feel like everyone in the building was told by Vince, work on how we're going to get Reigns over. We'll figure out tomorrow or later. That's what it felt like. And it never works. Because Balor Club, which we'll talk about, did not debut. Why? Because they didn't have a storyline for him. Both were backstage. They sent Finn home. Yeah. But Anderson and Gallows, both backstage, just chilling. Just hanging out. No storyline for him. Just they just out. They put everything the past four weeks into Roman after he got his nose fixed and shit. And it was a waste of time. Big waste of time. And that'll be the conclusion of me, which is horrible. But we go into the next match with the newly minted women's championship, which is gorgeous, by the oh, way. Amazing. It looks like a best championship. Yeah. Uh, All white with the ruby red. Oh, man, it looks great. I'm so glad I got rid of this Divas thing. Um, Charlotte retained. I predicted Becky. Becky took the loss. Sasha got I held back. I thought Bay was going to win. Yeah, Sasha got held back, so it didn't hurt her. She still looks strong. But it was this was the best match on the card. Uh, definitely, definitely. Uh, technically, some some of the moves they did. I mean, we saw the frog splash from Sasha, I'm giving to tribute, Eddie yeah, yep. to to Eddie Guerrero and, and her style and in the moveset. set. She she opened up the match with a Hurricane Rana. Yeah, she had a she had the Guerrero ring gear on. Yeah, like a she, running Hurricane Rana. How many women hit a running Hurricane Rana Sasha since Banks. like Lita? I, I haven't seen anyone else do right. it. So um, she just broke out everything. And there was no move kind of off limits for her. And then we saw, you know, Charlotte. She hit the moonsault. And what, Charlotte's like six foot one? It was a beautiful moonsault. Amazing moonsault. Beautiful moonsault. It looked like she was flying. Uh, there was a dive from Sasha to the outside. Which I thought she broke her neck. Yeah. So she turned at the last second. I was. I, I, I need to go back and watch. Did her foot hit the rope? Did she mean to turn like that? Because she looked I, like the Undertaker when he dove with that yeah. rope one time. He's like, he's going to die. And I think Charlotte was just a little too far. And she was just like, oh. And had to tuck at the yeah, end. But, um, talking about, we skipped it. But Sami Zayn's dive through the ladder. Oh, God. That was a thing was of beauty. beautiful. Yeah. And, oh, Sami Zayn was getting pushed <laughs> to the moon. I thought he had it after that. Yeah. But, um, but the women's match, it was it was booked well. All three of them showcased what they do. Becky had her suplex game on point. Best suplexes out of any women. Yeah, Every she's, woman on she's got this thing on lock. Little suplexes. Suplex City, they're chanting it and stuff. They need to have the little counter for Becky Lynch yeah. when she starts suplexing people. She looked good. I, I don't mind Charlotte going over and winning the title. Um, yeah. For the simple fact that there's not enough heel women that can actually go. To keep up with these girls. But Sasha's a heel. But Sasha's technically there's just over. no way. Like she's the opposite of Roman Reigns right now. They like they would like to keep her a heel, but it's impossible. Yeah, it's like the new day. over. Too far over. But I'm not mad at the booking here. I'm not mad at Charlotte winning. Uh, I'm not mad at the finish. Some people complained about Rick Fairley holding out Sasha. I'm not mad. It kept Sasha strong. Becky took the loss. It kind of sucks for Becky because I felt like Becky needed her moment, which she didn't get. Maybe she'll get it later in a one-on-one with Charlotte. I don't know. Um but this was this was just a great match, and it, it saved like it kind of rinsed the, the disgusting taste of Lesnar Ambrose from our mouth. Definitely, and the 
the package they made for it, the promo package. Oh, yeah, was that great. was good, too. That was really The best good. one of WrestleMania. Yeah, WrestleMania had some crappy packages. Yeah, this year was was horrible, but that one stood out, and it was amazing. Um, and then what else do we have? We, next is Hell in a Cell. Hell in a Cell. Let's just skip to shaming man damn near killed himself. That's, that, that was really that's all that mattered. That 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 was it. I mean he brought his kids out. That was cool. Nice little entrance. Yo, blah I, blah blah. He brought his kids out and I was like, your kids cause, Yeah, because first Alright. The match itself was not very good. Yeah. It was very slow. It, it was kind of laughable when they were trying to transition some MMA moves from the triangle choke to a go-go plot. I was like, all right. So the triangle looked pretty legit though. It, it looked legit, but I mean, you know. It just the chemistry wasn't there, and I understand because Shane hasn't wrestled in God knows how long, um, a little less than a decade. But up until that point, when 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 Shane finally clipped the ring, the cage, and he was outside the cage, and Which I thought he had a concussion after that. Yeah, because he hits his head on the back on of the, the table. corner. Yeah, yeah. just and, and he keeps tapping his head trying to figure out if he's bleeding or not. <laughs> At this point, I'm like, his kids are crying, right? Daddy's gonna die. <laughs> Daddy looks up at the cage, and I and. Everybody in our section was like, he's not going to do that. Because the cage is really high. Like, you can see it from a distance. It's high. But when you're looking up from the ground, you're like, yo, who's going to, like, Undertaker can't even make it up the cage. Like, that's how high the cage is. <laughs> like, he'd be winded by, by the second run. At this, yeah, at this age, he's, he's grounded. Shane, on the other hand, scales the cage. And he gave himself two prayers before he jumped off the damn thing. He needed three. Listen, I get it. But, man, what a dangerous spot. Because you would have had Shane, Shane. The margin of error was so small that if Shane moved, let's just say he moved over a little to the right or the left and caught the edge of the table and he died, what kind of spectacle would that have been? It wouldn't have been great. Not at all. Uh, if he would have jumped too far and hit his head on the banister, it would have been Owen Hardish. I mean, this would have the potential to be horrible. And I don't know if Vince and was in the control. And when he got folded up, I was just like, oh. Like, he just killed himself on the top of that case. Like, it was the perfect landing. I don't think any landing could be more perfect than what Shane pulled off. But with that being said. It would have been better if Undertaker would have stood under and cushioned the blow for him. Yeah, with that being said, the entire match itself was almost unnecessary because it, it led to nothing. We got nothing out of this match going into Monday night. Shane lost, lost to a tombstone. Undertaker wins. Not like he had a streak on the line. I guess his WrestleMania career will continue. Big whoop. <laughs> But, man, as a match, it was like this highlight. I can, I can see the Shane falling from the top of the cage being used in every WrestleMania package going forward. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, that's it. It's, that's, all, that's what we came for, right? I guess so. The day Guilty he, pleasure. The day it was announced it was a Hell in a Cell match, we're like, oh, Shane's jumping off. I that was it, or being sure. thrown off yeah. or something. I just wasn't sure. At a certain point, I was just like, he's 47, man. He can't do that. He took he the bump. He took it. Match, but the match itself, yeah. Yeah. It was all right. We're and here for the spectacle. Like, yeah, and I expected a run-in or something different. Yeah. We didn't get it. And that's and that kind of bothered me. I wanted that match to be overbooked with run-ins and weapons and a Vince appearance. We got no Vince at WrestleMania, which was weird. No. He was um, too busy trying to maintain seven hours of programming. That I don't know who – they don't know who they want Taker to fight again or when Taker will wrestle again. So, I mean, I guess you couldn't set up something if you don't know. Yeah. Um, moving forward, then The Rock comes out. No, no, we get the Battle Royal. Andre the Giant Battle Royal. Only thing that matters, well, two things. Shaq came out to Panda, so I guess right? Designer's on. Like, that's Apparently. it. Designer has officially crushed future, I guess. Uh, you're on WrestleMania. <laughs> um, and then Shaq and Big Show go over, which is great. I didn't need to see Big Show here the whole damn time. And then Baron Corbin is in there and wins the trophy. They By did something King. right. 
Well, yeah. I mean, dude, they had to talk in the match. Right? Oh, I, I finally saw Tatanka. I didn't see him. I didn't pay attention Nobody to him. Nobody saw him. No, yeah. like, I'm looking at the ring, and I'm like, who? Because I see him run in and slide under the ropes because he wasn't with the original crowd. I'm like, is that Tatanka? Did he miss his, his call time? Because he's like <laughs> scrambling the ring, and he slides his little fat ass under the ring. And, and Yo, here his he is. belly is just marvelous. Yo, he's old. Why is in this match? It just cheapens the fact that we had the Andre the Giant Battle Royale. That was a leathery beer belly. Yeah. We but Baron DDP. I mean, DDP, DDP, whatever. Always gets a pop. He had to be there. DDP Yoga promoted, whatever. But Baron Corbin winning, I guess, is the right decision. Nobody saw it coming. Um, I just, I still feel like it's too early to put him on the main roster. I, th- I still think he has, he has like an indie killer mentality on NXT, and that could work. And I don't think that works on the main roster. Yeah, um, not yet. But we'll see. There's a lot of indie guys to attack. True. So, I mean, if you want to, you can still play that angle, right? Yeah. You can go against, you know, Zayn or... I don't know if they want to throw him to the big dogs yet. That's he, what I'm saying. The, like he'll get ran over. He's not. Like, he's not you, ready. Do you toss him to Ambrose? Like what? Do, what do you do? No, he has this program with Ziggler that happens on Raw, which is going to happen, which means Ziggler's pushed further down the card. Oh yeah. But um, Ziggler's Tyler Breeze. Yeah, he won. Big deal. Now we move on to the Rock, who sets the the Rock thing on fire. On fire. My boy. The first thing my boy notices is he's got on his wrestling boots. I didn't even notice it. That's the first thing he says when he sees the Rock come out. He's got on his <laughs> wrestling boots. So Rock comes out, cuts the promo, says the attendance is a billion people, whatever lie they wanted to tell at the time. And then what happens? The wires come out. Then the lights go dark. And so during the Battle Royal, I was like, I don't care about this Battle Royal. I got out of my seat, like the little hallway going upstairs because we were like down the level. So going upstairs, I saw that there was a plug in. So I went, plugged in my chargers, charging my phone because it was about to die. I was like, I have to tweet during Roman Reigns in case the Internet goes crazy. So I was plugging it in. I was just sitting there charging, watching from, like, afar from the tunnel. My girlfriend went, got us, like, some drinks. We're chilling, watching it from there. And the Wyatt's, like, the lights go dark and the Wyatt music hits. And I swear, she, like, runs, drink in hand, grabs, like, the phone and the phone charger out of the wall and, like, sprints back to the arena. Uh, I was like, oh, man. She was, like, huge mark for the Wyatt. She lost it. She loved it. She recorded the whole thing. And the whole arena did. Like, it was 100,000 fireflies. Yeah, I had my was, phone up. Phenomenal. Like it was amazing, and that's why anyone who says the Wyatts are buried or their act is old and all this stuff, you're losing your damn mind. Bray is still the best heel in the company. No disrespect, Kevin Owens. No, Kevin Owens is better than Bray. No disrespect, Kevin Owens. Bray is the best heel in the company. Sorry, he's not a heel anymore. <laughs> he, he definitely. I mean, he's always going to attack people. Um, they might turn him, which is, which will be. Interesting. I mean, they pretty much turned him with them attacking the League of Nations. But I mean, maybe it could have been we, towards that crowd. Yeah, talk about it later. Um, anyway, go ahead. And just to see what he still commands. And he did interviews this weekend, and he's been saying what I've been saying. The guy's twenty eight. At twenty six year old, twenty six years old, he wrestled Cena, and cut an amazing promo and had one of the best packages ever. At twenty seven, he was against the Undertaker and carried it for two months dolo by himself. And then this year, he's in the ring with Cena and The Rock. Anyone have three better opponents, quote-unquote, for WrestleMania to start out their career? No. At, but 430, this guy is rolling. So as bad as they book him, as much as they try to hurt him, he's 28 years old. He has 10 to 15 more years of being creepy. He's fine. I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily agree with that. And the reason why is he loses too damn much. Like that, that, That's always been my problem with Bray Wyatt. He could have went over on Cena. He should have went over on Cena. He should have. But he's a 26-year-old kid. Do you put a 26-year-old kid over on Cena? Rollins is 28, and he was a champ. Okay? 
anything can happen where, where Bray Wyatt gets hurt next year and he never reaches his full potential. True. I uh, feel like you need to maximize Bray Wyatt's potential now. because I don't the, think they plan that way. The, the more he loses, the more that he ends up getting pushed further down the card. He's, the, he's one of the hottest acts on the roster. Definitely. I think Kevin Owens, I think, is Kevin Owens is the best thing on the roster, by far. I think as far as personality goes, his, and he's so good, he's like Stone Cold when Stone Cold was a heel, where you can turn him at any minute. See, I think wrestling is so, I don't want to say easy, because once again, Owens now, he's leaps and bounds better than everyone at what he does. But wrestling now is so predicated on just be yourself, or be real, and turn it up to max. Bray Wyatt is one of the last characters well, that's true. That's that true. can get over. Then that's why, to me, he's a better heel. Because he's not the Stone Cold route. He's not the guy you'd necessarily find in the indies. He's a true character, a built character, a make-believe kind of boogeyman type guy. And he can get himself over as a heel that way, which makes him special. But we see you know, there's a handful of characters, maybe right now, that are hot. ROH has Downton Castle. Um... I can't even name like another character, character guy. No, Bray Wyatt is a true character. But anyway, like this, this little session here with them uh, ganging up. Rock has a six-second match against <laughs> Rowan. Rowan's Rowan, like the, poor Rowan. He's the crash test dummy of the Wyatts. He gets takes the pin. The Wyatts jump in, and out comes John Cena. John Cena sucks. Yo, which weren't that loud. Well, it was loud. But it was a lot of John Cena sucks with smiles on our face. Yeah, yeah, we, we wanted him. We back. miss Cena. At the end of the day, when you when you sit back and you look at the roster without John Cena, it's a lot better to have somebody to cheer and boo like John Cena. Yeah, be like, oh, we miss you, Cena. He's got a different kind of heat. Like people are saying, they should make Roman Reigns into the next John Cena. Roman Reigns can't handle it like John Cena. Does. No, not nearly as good. And I mean, we've seen what Cena's a decade of handling this now. And someone was like, oh, well, now they need to book Roman Reigns versus John Cena. Not, so, no. so they can boo John Cena and cheer Roman Reigns. Um, I don't think it you know what's work. going on. I, they're going to boo Reigns and cheer Cena. Yeah, we hate Roman Reigns. It's yeah. just, he's been force-fed to us. Like, we like got, It's fun to hate on Cena because exactly. it's funny. No, they just genuinely hate Roman Reigns. We just Reigns. don't like Roman Reigns. Yeah, it's just not going to It's not gonna work. So so let's go into the main event because we're pushing an hour talking about wrestling here. Um, <laughs> we still got to talk about Raw and some boxing and MMA. So we got like 30 minutes to um, back that off. Main event. Roman Reigns comes out. Hey, wait, wait. How good was Stephanie on the ring entrance? Oh, Stephanie, she looks so dope. A lot of people are like, oh, she looks weird. Why'd she do that? I thought she was hot as it hell. It was Tina Turner from Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. Yeah, like she had like this really sexy like MILF Topanga look going on. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, was, I don't know, man. The, the hair, the look, the intense face. But I mean the promo. Like oh, the, the pro- pro- I didn't listen to a word she said. The, the, the promo was so good when she pulled the mask back and it was her face with a scowl. Like she, because at first, like from my angle, I was like, "Who is that?" Right, I was I like, "Is Triple H in the thing?" I was like, "No, that's way too small to be Triple H." I, we couldn't see it because yeah. it was so far away. And I, like she was like side stage, and I saw it. And I was just like, "That's not Triple H." And then she pulls the thing back, and I was just like, "Oh, Stephanie cutting the yeah. promo." She's the best heel that doesn't wrestle. Oh, like, by far, she knows how to get heat out of a crowd. Yeah, She's very good at this. Lana was on pace. Yeah, not they, they crush Rana. But but Stephanie's promo and Triple H's entrance, I'm like, man, what is going to happen here? Because then Roman just comes out, right? Dan it, dan it. Throws his little punch, little fireworks go off. Yeah. Pew, 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 fireworks pew. outside the arena. And I'm like, just all right. tons of pyro for Roman. They all broke right. the bank for I'm Roman. hoping this is going to be a decent match. And this match was so by the numbers. It's nothing but booze, first off, when Roman Reigns comes oh, out. God, and so somehow, bad. when I did watch back, you can't hear the booze. They muted the mics. They had to. 
Yeah, like, and people are like, oh, they're just trying to make a conspiracy theory that Vince is on Roman's side. Like, no, I was there. It was audible booing, like you, loud, nothing but boos. There, there was, from where I was at, it was shaking with boos. People with Roman Reigns signs were booing. <laughs> like, the boos were nuclear. Like, nobody, this dude could not get over. There was nothing he could do. And we're sitting there, and I'm like, yo, I'm joining in on the booze. I'm losing my voice. And then, like, my boy is losing his voice. Like, yo, he had, like, nobody likes you, dude. Like, it just isn't working. And I need to go back and watch it because if they're trying to say that they, he wasn't getting booed out of the building, this dude got oh, seriously booed. Yo, they bumped his music up and quieted down the booze. You, oh, they you did know, that, like, three times during his entrance. Like, the music got louder and louder yeah. as the booze got louder. And they just, like, bumped the music up. You could barely hear the booze. And then... uh so you go through the match. It was a mediocre match, whatever. That match sucked. It was so by the numbers. It was no, like, surprise, this is going to happen. Surprise, here's a run-in. It was like, then then Triple H, he grabs the sledgehammer. I'm like, this no longer is a no DQ? Or what's going on? Because Stephanie pulls the ref out, which draws a great pop out of the crowd. And we're sitting there going, oh, well, I guess it is a no DQ match. Like, I don't know what the hell's going on. And then, then what? It's and then, terrible. yeah, then it was just, uh, it was predictable. I'm expecting a heel turn. Uh, come out, I don't know, join Vince. I, I'm waiting for this the entire time. Because I'm like, okay, we knew Roman was going to win. Yeah. We didn't know how he was going to win. We thought they were smarter than what they were. No. Clean win. Uh, the crowd cheers momentarily. But they cheered for everyone. Right. Whoever won. So they cheered. Everyone's like, oh, my God, they do love Roman Reigns. And then it was, boo, right after the cheers like went down. I heard no cheers, by the way. Oh, when I he heard won, it was <laughs> Motherfucker, boo! Like it was like we people were pissed. Everybody just left. Hit the hit, hit the exit. Oh yeah, people were clearing out quick. Um, and then he's like trying to celebrate in the ring. He goes out. He grabs his daughter. Boo! Boo his daughter They're too. <laughs> Nobody cared. He could have brought out his. He could have reeled out a coffin with like his dead parents or something. They would have booed that. So after he leaves, you know, Triple H gets up and everyone's just like, yeah, they cheer him and like him and Stephanie have a curtain call. And a like hug. they take a bow, so it's just like okay, I don't know what fans are really going after. Yeah, Triple H isn't a heel anymore. It's just not like NXT Triple H and everything he does. He's no longer a heel. I don't think anybody like saw that though at the end. So whatever. Um, it just broke down. Like WrestleMania was brought down by that main event. It was a great spectacle, and we didn't get a spectacle for the main event. We just got a match. Yep. That's all we got was a match. Well, um, let's talk about Raw then. So let's breeze through this so we move on to other stuff. Raw wasn't very good. Raw right? wasn't bad. It wasn't bad, but as far as Monday Night Raw after WrestleMania is concerned, it wasn't good. The crowd, first of all, I'm in the arena. The crowd was hostile in, in the sense that they just didn't care. It was they, all smarks. Yeah, well, there was a beach ball being thrown around for much of the time, and I don't know if people could hear the chants. Like, uh, let's go beach ball. Beach ball sucks. Uh, the, the, the security guard took the beach ball. You sold out. Like there was a, there was a lot of time spent on this beach ball and the, the fans in the business of putting themselves over. And it didn't make it bad, but it kind of hurt when Charlotte was giving her speech at Raw. It kind of hurt. I mean, Jericho knows how to work the crowd. Yeah. So when he came out during Roman's thing, it made sense. But some of the other. And act- I was just like, oh, Roman, this is how you handle a hostile crowd. Right. Like, Jericho this is how you do, do it. Um, but, it, you know, the, it starts with Shane showing up. Couldn't believe he showed up. I don't know how this guy made it. I don't it know to how he was walking. Um, his face kind of showed a little worse for the wear, though. Yeah, so Vince gives him control of Raw, which is like, why? So, what did last night matter? So, he doesn't necessarily say it's for one night, even though it is. We know it's for one night. But um, Shane didn't really do anything on Raw. 
you know, like you can't really say he he was the cause of Apollo coming up or anything like that. I, he he kind of took credit for the NXT guys, which would have been a better role for Triple H. Exactly, but you want to keep him as a heel. So the opening segment is whatever. You know, you put him over, you go from there. Now New Day comes out and super over. More New Day shirts than any shirt out there. So many Bootyo shirts. But, you know, you have this. They had their tag team match, which was whatever. League of Nations loses, whatever. Barrett gets kicked out, whatever. And then what happened? Do you remember? I, I don't remember anything happening. It the was Wyatts. just like done. The Wyatts came out. Oh, the Wyatts. Yeah. And, and then they attacked League of Nations. Right. What, which, what's left of them. Which I felt like put them over. Maybe it was just the crowd. Maybe they just knew what the crowd wanted. I, I was happy about that. They get a rivalry that they can win. League of Nations is going to break apart, in my opinion, and they should. They're better off as singles athletes. So dismantle that stable and have the Wyatts dismantle it. Yeah, and I'm totally fine with that. We and I'm hoping we get a Balor Club versus Wyatt rivalry. And I understand the Wyatts have to lose. I don't care because I want to see the Wyatts entrance versus a Finn Demon entrance. Yeah, I mean, that'd be great. Uh, we'll, hopefully we'll get that sooner than later. Um, we'll see what the call-ups are. Uh, then we had uh, Sasha and Summer Rae. Sasha just being Sasha running over Summer Rae. Um, then we had the debut of Apollo Crews, who was over with the crowd. I don't like his finisher. He ran over Tyler Breeze in like two minutes. I like his finisher. The, I the hate power it because he can't get it clean. It never comes off clean. It's like he kind of because and he can't do it against big guys. You only can do it against little guys. I think he's tried it against a big guy. I Who? think it worked. I think he got Bull Dempsey up in it. Did he? Did he complete the turn? It just never looks clean. It, it was a sit out power bomb, right? It originally was a sit out. It was originally was to turn into a sit out power bomb. But and now it just it's kinda like, like a, throw him down. I, I kind of spun you like. It wasn't 360, like 300 degrees. I'm just going to throw you down because I can't complete this. And and he's going to have to have a high-impact move to get over. Cause that is his high-impact move. It's not high enough. Because Triple H made him change from the back somersault. I hated that one, too. I feel like the Apollo. The finisher. Apollo needs a new finisher. He, like, he needs something big, right? He needs something that's going to really take you out. Like, what else? I don't know. But it, when, when you're not that great on the mic. It'd be dope if he had a running power bomb. Something like anything. just put him on a turnbuckle, run, and just like crush him. Not something. It just, it just doesn't do it for me. And I and I like Apollo <laughs> a lot. That's my line. I, exactly. <laughs> I like Apollo a lot, but I feel like he needs some. He still needs some work. Um, he he does make another appearance on NXT. I'm not gonna spoil it, but uh, and he's on uh, SmackDown this week as well. Yeah. So it's just he's still developmental for developmental sake because he needs work with his promos. He's just not ready. And poor Tyler Breeze, he just got called up recently, and he's jobbing to another NXT jobbing. guy. Jobbing. But that's that's what happened, man. If if you're a jobber at NXT, you're going to be a jobber on the main roster. It just It is what it is. So, you know, Roman Reigns comes out, says, I'm not a good – what do you say? I'm not a uh, I'm good not, guy. I'm, I'm not, not a, a – yeah, I'm not, I'm not a good guy. I'm not a bad guy. guy. I'm bad. the guy. Yeah. Great, Which is his line, I guess. Great promo for a heel. However, we're still trying to keep this guy as a face. No, well, maybe not. Maybe, maybe not. But it still feels like they're going to eat this up this first week after uh, WrestleMania. They're going to have him toy with the crowd, and I think they're going to just leave him as a face. I don't think they're going to turn this guy heel. I think they're turning him. And I think now that he has the belt and saw the reaction, it's time to turn him. And we get the main event of Raw, which is a four-way, uh, which we can talk about in one second. What did we skip over? Uh, oh, there's a lot. to, to there was Dudley's. A lot of I mean, we had Charlotte come out and give her speech. Yeah, but that's really nothing because nothing happened. The, the debut of Enzo and Cass. Debut of Enzo and Cass versus the Dudley boys. When those in verse, it was after the Usos-Dudleys match. Enzo and Cass came out, and they traded lines. because they Yeah, 
and, and the pop for Enzo and Cash was huge. Enzo was hilarious. Oh, he's he's got it. Like, like falling back like your hairline. Yeah, he's dying. Let me put that lazy eye back to work. Like, <laughs> yo, Enzo has got it. Enzo and Cash have got it. Now, if this translates into a tag team right title run eventually, I don't know how this works because they're also over and the new day's over. Could be very interesting. Everyone wants Summer to see Slam. that. Everyone wants come to see SummerSlam. It. This could be very big. But the, Enzo clearly understands what it takes. He didn't let anything in the crowd get to him because the crowd was, I mean, they were noisy. We just didn't give a shit. Everybody was yelling. But they got it. They just, they've, they've definitely got it. Yeah, and Big Cass is, a, is the wrestler guy that's going to carry him. And only thing that can stop them is Vince looking at Cass and saying, Big Daddy Cool Diesel. And we're putting the strap on him. Yeah, big guy. Huh. And um, which then Enzo would just be a valet. Which is a waste of Enzo. Exactly. So the only other thing we missed is the, the title went back. Miz won the title back from Zack Ryder. Zack Ryder, um, which I thought he was going to lose it, you know, the next day. Rice I didn't think he was going to lose it to the Miz. Miz's wife come back. Maurice, we haven't seen her in a while. She comes back. Is she back on the main roster? I don't know. She's not that hot to me. Uh, whatever. Someone sent me a, a picture she of cool. her trying to yeah, you know, she cool. look her, make her more appealing to me. And I was still like, meh. The highlight of that match was Zack Ryder's jacked up dad. It was a Superman shirt in the front row. His dad Who is, is ripped. this guy? Ripped. Why is he not wrestling? <laughs> this guy's huge. Tag team match. But he was um, ripped. That, I mean, that was really it for the rest of all. We got Baron Corbin and Dolph Ziggler wrestling to a count out. Felt like it was a waste of both of them. Yeah. Um, but I mean, they're trying to establish Corbin as a heel once again because yeah. we know these guys. Does not mean. The general public knows these guys. But is that the best way to, to start off Corbin's career and to count out against Ziggler after you just won the Andre Giant Battle? Yeah, I, I think they're just building him as the heel that he was in NXT. Wouldn't it be better for him to go over on Kane, who he I, just threw out of the ring? I thought so. Like, um, instead of, like, Ziggler is a guy who has, whether we love him or not, he has zero momentum on the main roster. Yeah, no, go go with Kane. That's what Kane and Big Show are for. But maybe, you know, they're saving the Big Show or Kane for Apollo Crews or. Anyone who has a, a decent-looking body who's big enough, they're going to throw these monsters at them to try to get them over. Um, yeah. So the main event, Fatal 4-Way. The return of Cesaro. Yes. After Kevin, man. After Kevin Owens brutalized Zayn, uh, there were Which reports, is starting their program, which is right. great. Reports said Zayn was injured. He's not injured. He's fine. It was for an angle. Yo, Cesaro came out, another huge, huge pop. And the moment that him and AJ went at it, God, the crowd was buzzing. <laughs> There was a minute in the match where I'm sitting there going, AJ Styles, Chris Jericho, Kevin Owens, Cesaro. If Jericho was ring. out of there and Sami Zayn was in, I mean, it's I an mean, indie person's dream. Right. This is a Ring of Honor match. Yeah. Right? But for, for what it's worth, this match in itself was better than every match at WrestleMania. Every single one. This was this a This could have headlined match. Mania. I mean, all the momentum that Cesaro had, the, him and AJ's exchanges. I mean, Jericho even did his part. Like, everybody did their part in this match. Definitely. And AJ goes over with the Styles Clash on Jericho, becomes the number one contender, which frightens the hell out of me because they're, you, I feel like they're propping up AJ to put Roman over in what they're going to try to advertise as Roman's best match to make him look like he can wrestle. Yeah, that's what they're going to do. They're going to say, AJ, you can wrestle. Oh, look, Roman can go against the indie darlings, and Roman can actually wrestle, in which Roman can't wrestle on that level. I'm no. not saying he's a bad wrestler. There's worse. He's not Ryback. He's had good matches. Uh, he's, had, he's had good matches. To me, he's a – once again, you need him in these gimmick matches. You, you have a street fight, a hell in the cell, anything of that sort. Roman's going to give his body. He's, he can brawl. Yeah, he's just he's not, not a wrestler. No, and not. They, you're putting him in there with the technical wrestler. I don't know if they're going for the Austin Bret Hart feel of it, where you know Austin was like, "Yo, I'm going against Bret Hart. I'm a brawler, but I can show you 
that I can do me in this match. I don't know if they're going for that. I don't, Maybe. I don't understand it. I don't, I don't know. But clearly, I, AJ Styles is not winning this no, rivalry. No, if he does, I would be enthralled to see AJ Styles as a champ. But I, I the like only way he does is if somehow Bullet Club is his Bullet Club and not Balor Club right away. There's, there's a number of ways that we can predict that this could go. Like People would be like, long-term thing, the Shield comes back against the Bulletproof Balor Club and Finn so joins him. Yeah. That, could, that could all – It's not, not none of this is going to happen. AJ Styles is going to lose to Roman Reigns, if, even if it's at the next pay-per-view. We don't even know if it's at the next pay-per-view. He could just be the next number one contender for a match on Raw, which would True. suck. Yeah. But um, all in all, Raw was decent. It just it reset everything. It felt like everything we watched the night before at WrestleMania was inconsequential to anything on the card. Yeah, it's a new year, man. They're, they're building everything back up, and we'll see. The injuries are coming off of the books, which is great. People yep. are going to start returning. We're going to start seeing the depth of the roster. Good Lord, Cesaro. I don't know where he goes, but if he doesn't get one of them belts from one of those guys, oh, we got a problem. The, everyone needs to lose the belts right now just because there's so much talent. Too much. Way too much for people not to have belts. I mean, Zayn Owens isn't going to be for a belt. It could. I mean, they could carry the few by themselves for the next three yeah, months. Yeah, I mean, just it's – Eventually, it's they, one of them will get a belt. So though. much talent. Um, so many different ways to go. So we talked an hour and a half wrestling. Yeah. We thought we were going to do an hour and a half of the show total. Uh, yeah, let's take a quick brief. break, come back, talk, boxing, MMA, get out of here. Yeah, exactly. All right, you guys stay with us. We'll be right back. Open up the champagne. Pop. It's my house. Come on. Turn it up. Uh. Hear a knock on the door and the night begins. Because we've done this before, so you come on in. Make yourself at my home, tell me where you've been. All right, that was a quick break. We are back. Um, funny, during that break, an homage to WrestleMania, I played the stupid uh, Flow Rider song that I hate, but that shit's been stuck in my head ever since I left Dallas. We're so I had to play to for you guys. Mind. We don't have to go. Yo. Yo, I making hate, so much money off of that. Listen, shit, I hate I don't I hate Flora as a person. I don't even know him because <laughs> of this song. It like, was MLB opening day song too. Oh my god, he's caking though. Yeah, he really is. Off of one single, he doesn't even put out albums anymore. Oh my god, just he, throws one single out a year and terrible, just makes dope. Terrible, terrible, terrible. Um, anyway, we are talk, back. Let's talk MMA. Okay, MMA first. Um, let's touch on this real quick. We have a couple of changes in MMA. We're gonna start with Johnny Bones Jones, DC. DC goes and out with injury. DC's out with an injury, a leg injury. Uh, it doesn't need surgery. So timetable's four to six weeks, but it puts him out of the fight here, UFC 197, that we were amped for. And then they choose OSP as a replacement for John Jones. Oh, it kind of seems weird to me because OSP, who has he beat? That's a top five opponent. Nobody. I mean, this is really just to keep Jones busy. Um, I hate this mentality where you feel like the fighters need to stay on a card when somebody gets hurt because it puts you at risk to lose to somebody. Not to say OSP could beat John Jones, but it's like in boxing, they don't do that. Like if Keith Thurman, if Keith Thurman got hurt, next man up or you cancel. Yeah, but it's like all right, just cancel the fight. Yeah. Like in the case of John Jones, like Demetrius Johnson's been in this position many a times where he ends up headlining a card. Jones doesn't necessarily need to fight unless he really wants to stay active. But Vince St. Prue, like, what does this do? If OSP wins this fight, let's just say, what the hell happens? Then what? You get? Oh, I don't know. DC versus Rumble again? See, I don't know. Um, from what I've heard, DC it is four to six weeks, but I'm hearing he can't be back until August. 
he won't be able to compete until July or August, which puts him out of UFC 200. Yeah, he, he had said that he'd try for UFC 200, it's but that's doubtful. a push. Yeah. Um, that point in July, you, you need a full camp. True. And I don't think he'll be back in time to do it, but he's doing the stem cells. That's why he said yeah. uh, he's hoping to knock time off with the stem cells. But who knows if John Jones will be ready for that? Yeah, uh, John Jones know. isn't, you know, the one-punch first-round knockout guy. Right. So what is it going to go three, four rounds? Then he gets the stoppage. Is um, he going to be ready in two months? I think OSP's wrestling is very green, and I think John Jones can take advantage of that. Uh, and I don't think he wants to take a punch from OSP either. So these just kind of kind of grapples, fuck him, and then choke him out. That's kind of what I see with this fight. This happens. is going to be probably boring, but it's all right. But in the interim, we get to see John Jones again. In the interim, we have this great rivalry between John Jones and Cormier on Twitter, which was transpiring during WrestleMania. Yes. And with like, these, oh, you know, great. change your tampon. Um, <laughs> if you have to capitalize the P in your name. Like, listen, as much as I don't like John Jones, he has been on fire making DC look like an idiot. Oh, he's great. The back. <laughs> My his, God. His shit talking online is, is probably the best thing he does right now. It is. Like, f- but he should just be that everywhere he goes. Yeah. And we talk about this almost, I feel like, every single week. But John Jones. Just be yourself. Yeah, just be you. If you're going to call DC a pussy, call him a pussy. Him and Roman Reigns are just one in the same. Just let yeah. them be assholes, man. Just be an asshole. Like, don't don't try to make them a face. Just just let them be a heel. Right. Um. Aside from that, we lost Tony Ferguson. Tony Ferguson, and then now puts Khabib in a really weird spot. They're scrambling to try to keep him on this card. He wants to um, fight. He's He's been gone too long. Yeah. He needs to fight. And uh, Cerrone seems like he's game, but Cerrone wants that fight in June to stay put too. Exactly. Uh, but rough. you can't guarantee that against a guy who's undefeated and has made everyone look silly. RDA They're, wants to fight too because the last person that he lost to was Khabib. Yeah, and um, that's also, you know, RDA wants that fight, UFC 200, which sounds good. Good, but it's coming off of Ramadan for Khabib. So Khabib is pretty much limited in training to, what, 10 hours a day during Ramadan? He has to fight at this card. Because he could fight at UFC 200, but what Khabib are you getting? Right. Because he has to fast 12 hours, 14 hours of the day, and then he really can't do any, like, exertion, I believe. No, he won't. He'll kill himself. Yeah, so... How are you going to do your weight cut? How are you going to train to your full potential? And then it just allows you just enough time. Ramadan is done June – or it's done July 5th this year. So gives you no time. No four time. Days. Four days. It's just in time for him to compete. Like, it's like walking off the street. It won't, it won't work. Khabib's going to have to fight. Uh, hopefully they'll find him an opponent. Don't know who it'll be, but – If he can fight and win this, then I think RDA is his next fight. And I think they do it. In August, and I think they have an August card, whether it's FS1 or what. They'll, they'll set that up. I still feel like Eddie, Eddie Alvarez is getting this RDA fight at 200. I still have this feeling that he's going to get this fight. Really? I really do. I don't even remember Eddie I don't, I don't feel Alvarez. like RDA is going to sit around until August. It's a long time that RDA has been is. on so. It's pop, because he wants a 200 check, too. We'll see. Um, Red Panty Night. <laughs> somebody's got to get paid. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it sucks, but we knew these injuries were going to come. We got a lot of cards coming up. A lot of people get hurt. This weekend, we got Dos Santos versus Rothwell. Which is odd because uh, JDS has just been on a slide. Yeah, I'm, and I mean, I'm either, either he's washed or he just had a bad couple fights. Yeah. You never know in the heavyweight division. You don't. I and thought I'm, Overeem was done, too. Yeah. What, what what do I know? Rothwell's been terrorizing people. I'm going to pick him. Um, I don't want to, this car is not that big that we need to go over. No, so. it's just uh, we'll recap it if something yeah. crazy happens, someone gets their face taken off. Uh, today, though, we're covering boxing, oh and we were God. at the MGM for Pacquiao versus Bradley. 
and you'd never know it. Man, it felt like you could hear a pin drop. Like, it's crazy how, like, I came back from WrestleMania last night, uh, which is Tuesday night. Press conference is Wednesday. And I feel like no energy. Like, coming off of WrestleMania, like, everybody's jacked, ready to go and party and have a good time. You can't hear it. It's all subdued. And, and then it <laughs> felt like, like the press conference was, like, two guys, like, just – I love you. I love you too, Complimenting man. Complimenting everyone. And like, it's like Tim, Tim Bradley's Bradley. talking. Yeah. My grandma's here. Yeah. Hi, grandma. Then it's like, well, well, who's retiring? You or him? Like, who's giving? Like, both of you guys sound like you're gonna retire. Just cut the Mark Henry retirement speech. Right. And I'm just like, I'm watching. I'm looking at this. And the weird thing about this is, and I'm gonna write about this today. Actually, the stakes couldn't be higher for Tim Bradley right now. For for a fight that's so low on people's totem poles, this is like a must-win fight for him. In, in the sense it that changes a lot if he does win. I'm not sure if a loss changes much. But that's There's the problem. If a loss doesn't change much, he has nothing going for him, right? Because you're in top rank, and there's not a lot going on there. No. You're not a pay-per-view draw. You only fight on pay-per-view because of Manny. Losing, a, in, in people's minds, three times to Manny Pacquiao, it kind of it, it, a win would, would help him tremendously because Pacquiao's on his way out. Yeah. Even though he's teasing that he might fight again, and part of me starting to think that when p- the people are going to make Pacquiao fight again, he's going to fight sometime. This but Pacquiao seven million guaranteed. Why come back for seven mil? Like unless you go Mayweather too, I don't. There's nothing. I, I don't. And, think In which you, you got to knock Bradley out, right? And say my shoulder is healthy. I'm good. Mayweather, let's go. And you put in a new stadium, and maybe you get more money, right? But what I'm the way and I, feel, I don't feel like talking about that for six more months so no. let's hope he doesn't knock Bradley out right so I just feel like Timothy Bradley's in a must-win situation for his for his his clout his cachet with the fans otherwise he becomes a guy who's just a guy yeah you know he's and, a B plus player yeah he's exactly he's that's exactly. what he is if he loses um and then they'll feed him to you know Bud Crawford or something and they said they'll never fight which is weird because Bradley He's very, Every time I talk to him, he's willing to go up yeah, he if won't he needed fight, but, to fight someone. He won't fight, but the friendship, they, they, they won't fight. That's so odd. They, they made it very clear that they won't fight each other. Um, but, I mean, I, I'm, I'm going to predict Pacquiao in this fight. Uh, he's still Manny Pacquiao at the end of the day. I'm not saying Teddy Atlas hasn't helped Bradley a great deal. But against Bam Rios, I mean, Bam was kind of wise. So yeah, it was like, so you don't know. Yeah, you really don't know. And preparing for somebody like Manny Pacquiao is unlike preparing for any other fighter. And the scary thing is, we have no idea what Manny Pacquiao's showing up. None. No, we don't have today, a clue. Today, I saw a politician, Manny Pacquiao. I, I saw no killer instinct. I didn't see a guy who, he didn't care about talking about the fight itself. Right. Could, let alone fighting. He's like, oh, you'll see us fight on Saturday. Yeah, I'm a donate, I donated a bunch of money. Yeah. I mean, ba- I'm Today a is about person. being friends. On, on, on Saturday, we punch each other. Like, we really have like, no what? idea when Manny Pacquiao shows up. But I feel like Manny Pacquiao. What it was is his me- last knockout? Manny Pacquiao hasn't knocked anybody out since Miguel Cotto. And that was almost six years ago. Wow. So, I don't think he knocks out Bradley. Bradley's too tough. But I do think this will be a fun fight. I think it will be a sneaky Good fight. I think so. I think it's going 12. And uh, I was just telling someone today, I was like, you know, it's going to go 12 rounds. Whoever wins it is going to be who gives the most output. Whoever throws the most punches wins this fight. And I don't know if Bradley can win that. If you go output for output, regardless if, you know, the, if it's landing clean or the impact behind it, Bradley gives himself to be punched way too much. True. And Pacquiao will still throw him quick. So he'll pepper him with a bunch of pillow shots, but those count for judges, and he'll still rounds that way. Yep. So I don't know if Bradley's output is high enough to beat Pacquiao. 
And that's the scary part. But in the first fight, I thought the same thing. Pacquiao had a crazy output to Bradley's kind of conservative stuff. And the judges saw, like, you know what? It's not hurting him. Yep. And a lot of these aren't landing clean. So they counted him as not landing. And Bradley walked away with the decision. So you, you never, never know. know. You never know. But um, I feel like I feel like Pacquiao will win this fight. Um, we'll talk about it in the aftermath because I feel like we'll get more out of it after this fight Definitely. than before it. And uh, before we go... Just touch on your boy, Adrian Broner. Calling out Floyd at so, the end. Sparring, fight, whatever. He wants that paycheck. Eh, he's not going to get it. Um, the, 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 the crazy thing is that number pulling high ratings for Spike. That, that fight. Broner fight pulls with, in ratings. People want to see You know, fight. getting arrested or, or you know, having a warrant out beforehand probably helped. Um, turned himself in. Gets posted bail. Man, Pre- he's pleaded not guilty. Like, WrestleMania weekend, I haven't had a chance to watch the fight all the way through yet. I saw highlights, now I'm going to go back and watch it. doesn't matter. I just, Adrian Bro's not just, he's not that good. No. He's a good setup heel, though. Yeah. He's a good, he's a good stepping stone now. Chris Jericho. <laughs> but, um. He wins every now and then, just enough you know, beating to set your a- next guy. Like, people are like, oh, he beat Ashley Theophane. Well, who is Ashley Theophane? Let's be honest here. Like, who is Ashley Theophane beat? He had a split decision with Danny Garcia back in the day. If you go back and watch the fight, eh, it was interesting, whatever. But. Theophane was a little longer than the tooth as a fight. He was never a real threat. He can't punch. He was never going to beat Adrian Broner, right? So, big deal. Adrian calls out Floyd Mayweather. Floyd's not fighting him. <laughs> like, Floyd, they're not fighting. No. Nah. not even entertaining. Unless it's a money grab. And it's not even that much of a money grab. Floyd, Floyd's guaranteed, what, 40? Yeah, but he can fight anybody for $40 million. Yeah, I mean. So, it's not really a money grab. He can just fight bum off the street for 40 No, but I mean, Broner, like, if this is all a work and him and Broner are still tight, and he's just like, yo, I'm just giving you this paycheck. Let me gift you with this. I think he gifted Berto with the paycheck. But, you see, I think he gifted Berto with the paycheck. I don't think he's going to gift Broner with that paycheck. You don't think I don't so? think he's going to come out of retirement. I think he's really done with this sport. And I, I believe so. I Bro- mean, Broner calling him out was like, all right. It takes another $300 million, I think, to bring him out. Like, for me, it's like, if I'm Floyd Mayweather, it's like, why don't you just go beat Sean Porter? Like, you lost to him. Why are you calling me out? Like, you lost to him. Go find Marcos Maidana. I had to clean up your mess. Yeah. Fight him. Fight fat My, Marcos yeah, Maidana. Yeah, I was going to say, Maidana's like 220. <laughs> in Argentina, drinking out of a coconut right now. Go fight him. <laughs> you're not fighting me. Like, you're not even worth my time. So, Sarah, Sarah, it is what it is. Bruno will get another fight on Spike. But he's not He's not big money. Nobody cares. He just needs to get his life together. Yeah, and uh, that's pretty much it for this week. Man. We is. got a lot of wrestling. That we recapped, so that was great. Next week, we'll recap the boxing, MMA, uh, talk about a little hip-hop, because I'm sure something crazy will happen between now and next week. Until then, we're still really busy this weekend, so we got to (laughs) go. Thanks, everyone, for listening. You guys know where you can find us on social media, at The Corner LSN. Hit us up. Uh, You can hit me up, at Kel Dansby. And I'm at Andreas Hill. It's pretty simple and easy. Until next week, we are out. Peace. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, the trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. 
Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.